like guns they all is like hunters and shit they lock up their guns never put your finger on the trigger like they're way more safe than Alec Baldwin I told my wife there's no gun allowed in our house because I, I would be the victim on the other end of that because <laughs> some of those fights get really ugly if you don't so you don't drink beer anymore no I don't it makes me feel bloated yeah, I can just feel it. I, I feel like such a puss, especially being from Wisconsin, just, just pounding these claws. But they're all doing it, huh? Yeah, smart. I mean, the metabolism slows down. Um, I used to drink eight beers before I'd hit the bar. Yeah, that was on a Friday night, and that'd be by eight thirty, and I wasn't <laughs> even feeling anything, like not drunk. State of grace. Yes. Well, yeah, that would actually, the, the way the pinnacle of that would happen is right around midnight. And then you start chasing the girls around the bar and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. That's the state of grace period. Yeah. Uh, Pat where I, Pat and I were in an unspoken standoff, I, I feel like, last episode. We, we ran out of claw at the end and then we're coming here today. And I was like, I know there's no way Pat's going to do it sober. <laughs> But I can't risk also doing it sober. So we both ended up with claws. But now we're set for a little while. Yeah, there's two cases of claw in there. Uh, yes. <laughs> what do you got today, Pat? Welcome. This is another podcast oh, yeah. show, and we're missing one of our cohorts. Hey, you know, I've been meaning to talk to the both of you about this. I have, I think, in our history, missed five shows in five years. I, I think I, if they did a rundown on who's done the most uh, shows on the network, uh, that would be me. I think it would be me. I, like... I, Dylan and Pat, and, or I, I remember doing it with Dylan and you. I remember doing it with you, mm -hmm. you and you. I've missed maybe twice. One, The only times I've missed have been forced out. <laughs> one time I was like fourth degree separated from someone who tested positive for COVID. Dylan, uh, Dylan even, banned you from recording. Uh, one time I was in uh, lacrosse for like Thanksgiving or something I called in. Another time our schedules didn't work out, but... I was the one that was forced to miss it. I, I was, it was against my wishes. Well, we're tied. Dylan's missed the most is oh, the point okay. of it. But this isn't a contest. This is a show. Exactly. But yeah, Dylan's at a wedding in Palm Springs. Uh, evidently, um, he's got a lot of weddings this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, so it's just us today on a brand spanking new episode of another podcast show. What, what do you, what'd you bring today? Oh, I got, a, I got a lot of good stuff. Some juicy stuff. I, I'm going to do a Patty's pick for that uh, Brittany Murphy doc. Uh, have you seen it? I haven't. All right, I'll get into that. And then the news, I guess, when are we releasing this thing? Uh, this will go out Sunday. Sunday. All right, well, so we'll be a few days behind the news. But uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Alec Baldwin killed a crew member on, on Thursday, which was yesterday because we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, do you, I, I made you aware of that last night when I texted you. You did. And then, obviously, after that, it's like the biggest news story in America right now. Uh, I am curious to, to hear your thoughts on it because you have very intimate knowledge. Do you want to wait to talk about the intimate knowledge? Yeah, we're into it. Well, is it cool if I just... Uh, yeah, ab absolutely. Okay, so... I was worried about touching on this only because of how tragic it was, but I bet we can make it funny. We'll try and do our best. Um, okay, so first off, any news organization, I don't care if you like them or if you hate them, but any news organization that had the headline... Alec Baldwin killed a crew member. Yes, Nick. Oh, just to keep up because we're we're trying to format this APS like good broadcast. I'm going to say what I br brought in. Oh, sorry, Nick. No problem at all. Um, so I 
it's kind of all in the same vein, just an effort to keep you young, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Dylan brought in uh, a new artist a couple weeks ago that I think you fell in love with. Uh, I've got another jam you you might love. I'm First, I'm curious if you've heard it yet because it's sweeping the nation, but somehow you have a blind spot for these things because you're not on Twitter and Facebook constantly and addicted, so good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, I'm curious what you actually think about the song itself so we'll we'll play it you'll just have you listen and then we'll have you watch the video and i want your reactions on both and then i I think we'll wrap up the episode uh, on a little tiktok trend called fact or cap Mm -hmm. uh which i have to teach you what cap means do you know what cap means no no cap nope cap is a term uh gen zers use for lying so uh like you're like oh i just uh, i'm going to on uh, vacation this weekend everything's paid for and people are like oh that's cap that's cap or you'll say a statement where you assume people think you're lying and you're like no cap so like oh um are you saying people aren't trusting what other people they don't know that are posting videos uh, are, are are saying uh, well, it's not necessary. The word itself is just about cat, uh, like lying, not lying. But then there is a whole different window of this game that we're going to play of people making up things to go viral. Like, oh, look what this does. And then these two heroes, they, they definitively, they're like myth busters for TikTok, essentially. It's oh, nice. F- it's factor. I have ten. a pretty good barometer for bullshit. I can normally see something and suss it out. Uh, well, that th- that's exciting then, and we'll play. But cap is just a term for lie. You should know that to keep you young. So uh-huh. if any, if you ever want to say you're lying to someone, just say cap. Okay. Uh, and sometimes you can even respond with just the emoji that's like the baseball hat. Hmm. Okay. Cap. I can't just say you're lying. Uh, but it's, but you'll sound old, Pat. Oh, all right. Well, that's why I hang out with you, Nikki. You keep me young. All right. Tell about Al- Alec Baldwin killing a woman. Okay. So any news organization, this really bothered me because... I just don't like, because you could say something is technically true, that becomes the headline and it's justified for that, but it's really mean-spirited and kind of evil. And uh, all platforms on both sides of the political aisle, I think some that even were in Alec Baldwin's camp, had no problem with that headline, Alec Baldwin killed crew crew member on set with a gun, Mm -hmm. which is disgusting because it was an accident. And, you know, they both have families, the victim and Alec, and it's just horrible to just post that. Anyway, I had a problem with that. But here's what really happened. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed on a New Mexico set on the film Rust after she was shot by a prop gun fired by the film star and producer Alec Baldwin. Uh, The Local 44, which handles the props, uh, sent out an email yesterday, actually this morning, Friday, that said the gun used in the scene contained a live round and the production's prop master was not a member of the Local 44. Uh-oh, that's dangerous. By the way, some uh, for clarification, just because it says live round does not mean it was a bullet. It means it could be a blank. It just means something was in the chamber. And from what I've been reading just over the last 24 hours, that's you. it's usually a live round without the projectile metal tip. They'll stick like cotton in it yes. or something. And then, Although yeah. they're saying in 2021, only when you're trying to save a buck do you even do that because mm-hmm. you can just sound effects later on there's other technologies that can pull off the same thing see people i keep i keep seeing people say that as well but i mean i i'm just such a so experienced with firearms it would take me right out of it if i didn't see the right recoil yeah the the recoil from the shooter i mean it is called acting but i mean like i said trained eye i want to be in the moment i don't care how many people have to die i want realism in my movies i understood but i mean do you need someone to stab you to fake like you're dying yes oh okay that would make it better 
I'm being facetious. Okay, so get this. So anyway, Helena Hutchins, who is the cinematographer, which means you're the DP. And I don't know a, a lot of our fans are there in the business and understand. Double what, penetration. No, director of photography, but close. So uh, this is a really important role on a film. Okay, you are basically the right-hand man of a woman of the director. So the director comes in and he wants to make sure the dialogue and all the emotion of the scenes working, but how it actually physically looks any given scene, that is created by the DP. The lighting, uh, just the vibe, how everything kind of looks. What were you going to say, Nikki? Just that they need the skills of a director, but then the technical know-how of the technology of all the cameras and stuff to get the look that the director is describing and the emotion of the feeling which usually the director is like just very tactile hands-on but they don't know the they couldn't work a camera exactly and it's actual the next as the ladder goes to become a director generally a good place to be is uh, dp mm -hmm. because you learn all the emotional stuff and how to talk to actors and then you have the technical part a good example of this is barry sonnenfeld the guy of uh, men in black directed men in black he was the dp for the coen brothers for all their films in the 80s and 90s and then he became a director himself anyway getting off topic all right so uh lost her life and then the director also got hit in the clavicle where is that uh it's your collarbone it's your collarbone so he's in the hospital it looks like he's going to make it but there's an ongoing investigation very painful though place to get a bullet though it that'd be like getting knee kneecap or, or like you know when people put, right it, if you hit the bone that would be that would be devastating right now i'm only saying this i'm talking out of my ass because i wasn't there and i haven't seen any photos of the shoot but something tells me that uh alec was facing the camera when he fired this and the two people that would be behind that camera or or maybe in uh in video village would be the dp uh the cameraman and the director which is that cool. makes sense they're like getting like this really intense shot, shot. where he's looking right firing right. directly at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. So I'm talking on my ass out now. So um, I think this is an interesting story, really sad. Um, but I, I think it's worth mentioning that I actually knew Hailna. Um, she, uh, my buddy Mikey, who we make fun of quite a bit on this show for talking about making movies too much when he's in uh, company of other people that aren't in the movie business or aren't interested in anything that he has to talk about. Uh, this one's going to go out for free. Oh, that's okay. Mikey knows I make fun of him. Okay. It's okay. Um, I love Mikey. Mikey's a dear friend. Uh, Mikey directed the film Blind Fire, for which I have uh, two seconds uh, in the movie as an actor with a scene with Wayne Brady. And, um, and he directed it, and that was his DP. So, and the other part of this and how I knew her was uh, Mikey had a $300,000 budget for that film. So the way that they were able to accomplish that is him to pull every favor on earth out of his ass. And one of those favors was locations that he doesn't need to pay for. The film Blindfire, which if you want to go see Hayley's work and Mikey's work uh, is on Amazon, you can go rent it or whatever. Or if you want to see what my house looks like, because a third of that film was filmed in my house in the very studio that I'm talking on my microphone was the final scene of the movie when they transformed it into a teenager's uh, bedroom. So, um, anyway. super, super fascinating because that's a huge hassle when someone uh, films at your house. Mm -hmm. the, the, you get sold a bag of goods, we're going to be in, out, it's going to be easy, light lifting. But normally, the people will get paid like $15,000 a day. A day, yes. You got 
Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and they tore my house apart. They filmed in my bedroom. They filmed two different bedroom scenes from two different uh, storylines. They filmed in my living room with uh, a bunch of uh, protesters throwing tomatoes at a cop's wife who was in the house. They used this room for several scenes. And I mentioned the final uh, twist to the movie that happens in a teenager, teenager's bedroom. Uh, it was a full week of them in here. And I, uh, I, I guess you could say I worked with Helena. She was a total professional. I remember the first scene was at this dumpy bar called the fifth in North Hollywood. And we were there super early. The sets all shot uh, set up. There's probably like a hundred people there. It's quiet as a mouse. And I saw her climb on the bar quiet as a mouse at, at while a scene's happening and she's tweaking a light and she was just the way she was maneuvering and just, she wanted that to look just, just right. And I was like, Oh my God, that's a, that's a pro right there. Mm -hmm. So I was very impressed by that. I want to say with that filming experience and I, Mikey still owes me like 300 bucks, uh, because there were so many movie trucks and it draws so much attention. Cause I live in a very quiet suburban neighborhood. Uh, uh, someone at night must've walked by and all the commotion and jumped over at two in the morning and stole my bike. I never had anything stolen from my backyard, but someone saw that there was a movie being filmed here and the set was closed down. They saw all the movie trucks and they basically saw equipment that was all packed up and stuff. But one thing that was out, cause I went for a bike ride that day was my bicycle and they oh, stole it. So the reason they investigated is because they saw the movie knowing there or thinking there'd be valuable stuff, stuff there. Instead, they got your fucking bicycle <laughs> and rode off on it. And the other thing is it got all my neighbors pissed because all those fucking nosy uh, Nellies, they were walking up and down here. I mean, it was a full on Spielberg movie set. There's, you know, 15 trucks on the street that might be a slight exaggeration but i know what you're saying like even smaller productions there it's insane the amount of infrastructure that is needed oh but yeah spielberg i mean that's a little well, all right fair <laughs> enough but when he told me we was going to film here i thought it'd be two vans and five people mm -hmm. the next thing i know it's got these trailers and bathrooms and makeup trucks and grip trucks and it's like yeah my neighbors one of them uh, nosy uh judy over there she thinks she's the mayor of the fucking street oh how much do you get paid for this? I'm like, oh, none of your fucking business. <laughs> You're embarrassed. I get it. She's like, you should have got 15 grand a day. Uh, but I've always loved this about movie sets. Like the amount of commotion going on there. You could be anyone. Oh, yeah. And just as long as you carry yourself with confidence, you could just do whatever you wanted. And I remember... When I was in, uh, when I first moved to LA, the reason I learned this is because I, I was on like the lowest rung of the ladder job. Even PAs would spit in your mouth if you looked in their mm -hmm. eye, mat men. Uh, so I was on movie sets and then you got those awesome catered crew meals, but we didn't have any uniform. I just walked up there and got my meal. And I'm like, if I ever see a movie set like out on the street, I really want to go try to eat for free. All right, so that's funny you say that. So the, I actually did get kicked off uh, a movie I was actually working on by one of, uh, she was a really pretty, I don't know, she was a low-end producer on the movie Evan Almighty with Steve Carell. Uh, I was the fish keeper. There was a fish tank in John Goodman's. He was a senator in his office. So I was controlling all the stuff that they'd later uh, add fish in digitally. Anyway, long story. So lunchtime comes around. I just start waiting in line and this pretty girl comes up to me and she says, uh, I'm sorry, you can't be here. And I was like, hey, I'm working on the crew. And then some guy behind me said, he's the fish guy. She said, Oh, I'm so sorry, but I almost got kicked out. The move is, I've always thought, if I ever do do this, which I, I, I have to now just for the story, and and I love those catered crew meals, especially when I was poor and living in my car. I mean, these were, these were banquets. But uh, if, if someone does approach you and they're like, excuse me, are you supposed to be here? You're not on this. Be, do you know who I am? You don't want to do this. <laughs> let's, let's just, I'll, I'll pretend this doesn't happen if you walk away. 
Just have to be really confident and threaten them. Because the usually, like, the highest people on the production, they are showing up plain clothes, just kind of checking it out. You know, mm-hmm. I could have financed the fucking film. Get away from me. Or just say, I'm the fish wrangler. And they'll go, I'm confused <laughs> and I don't want to, I have no further questions. Go ahead, eat the fucking mashed potatoes. And this is chicken. the movie Dune. There are no fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just wrap this up. Uh, I hope I didn't make too much light of that. She was a lovely person. And I also did a bit on this like a year ago on PMC about the safest place to be on the planet is on a film set. I remember that with all the fucking unions and all the protocols and rules, you don't get hurt on film sets. Unless of course you're Tom Cruise and you're trying to kill yourself. And as always, uh, and I also want to say like heart goes out to Mikey. Like he was much, he was really, really close to this person that, I mean, working on a movie for over a year or whatever. And he's pretty beat up to it. So our hearts go out to him. Yeah. Mikey. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You did a good job on that film too, Mikey. But, um, the fallout from this, I mean, there's always just this knee jerk, like the shit that's going to change. Like the fact that you said that person's not union. Mm. I mean, that's going to, that will never happen. They're already really tight about that. Usually it's like, you have to be union to be working there, but oftentimes they kind of find ways to skirt around it. That's not going to happen anymore. It's going to change the guns thing. It's going to be a hundred percent. And I'm going to be constantly taken out of it by seeing these CGI. Someone will pay for this too, because it just, it, it just because it is, you remember, this was a few years ago. Uh, another tragic death happened on a film set. It was, a, I think, a PA. And they were shooting a, a, a scene on a train track. And I think it was going to be about Leonard Skinner. And the train starts coming. And they had planned for this. was a non-union movie, too. This was totally like run and gun, very dangerous filmmaking. And the train comes. And it hits a piece of chair that was still left. The projectile of that tra- chair hit a girl in the head and killed her. Uh, just unbelievable. Anyway, I've gone too dark here. I'm sorry. But anyway, I, that's, uh, yeah, I feel really bad, especially being a dad now. And I'm, uh, I, uh, I've, my testosterone levels have gone down and I just, I feel like a chick. I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. So hope, again, forgive me if you thought I, I made light of this. I, that was not my intention. No, you just covered the story. I, I think it had to be done. But so this is from semi-recently, the third time this has happened, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's, uh, uh, son mm-hmm. on the set of the crow. You're talking about with a gun, not yeah, just being killed. Yeah, because the Twilight Zone, the helicopter came down, killed. Three oh, oh yeah, 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 with a gun, with a gun. Um, and then in 1993, I just heard about this one. Uh, uh, an actor like it was the same thing. They were live rounds, but blanks. But he, as a joke, he held the gun up to his head. 1984. That was on a TV show called like The Detective or something like that. Yeah, that guy was supposed to play the character in Miami Vice, played by uh, Don uh, whatever his name Johnson. is. Johnson. Don Johnson. Yes, but he died before he got Sonny? to that role. Is Sonny the character's name? But uh, with with that one, like there, people always say prop guns. They're real guns, and anytime you have a real gun, you should be using proper gun safety you would never pick up even if you know it's empty a gun and fake shoot yourself in the head that uh, yes no this just triggered something in mikey's movie blind fire good pun i remember there's it's about a cop and it's a bad shooting and them doing a scene where the cops have the guns the guy who was the prop master i remember thinking he was the only dick on the set because he was so intent on you this is how you hold it this is how you pick it up do not point it at anyone like i i heard him giving directions like that Um, people always like talk about like gun owners and like they're they're just like i don't know super macho and like they 
they think those people are like the crazy ones, but people who like really do like guns, they all is like hunters and shit. They lock up their guns, never put your finger on the trigger. Like they're way more safe than Alec Baldwin. I told my wife, there's no gun allowed in our house because I, I would be the victim on the other end of that. <laughs> Cause some of those fights get really ugly. If you know what I mean? That's just a year ago. I, I you, we sat in this studio and we're like me and my, me and my wife have never fought. Oh yeah. That's lots <laughs> changed. Have a kid. Have a kid. What do you got, Nikki? Uh, Keeping you young. Uh, the the song that's sweeping the nation. Uh, I got to get your reaction on it. Okay. Um, you going to give me the details on the artist? I, I will after you listen to it. I kind of just want. Uh, I just want to blind fire this at you. Blind fire. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I want to say something before you play this. It's not that I hate new music. It's that I hate that it's very uninspired. There's nothing new. They're not pushing the medium forward. It's they're just retooling and reusing things of the past. That's my problem most of the time. Fair, fair enough. Um, well, this one isn't any of those things. It's new. It's original. It's inspired. And these guys are stars. Listen. Okay. Cause I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make Oh, I'm an island boy. Hey, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a get key white going. You're gonna keep that gun. I'll be just staring at the sun. I'm just out full gazing. I'm like, pull where I'm staying. They're like, you wanna be famous. I'm trying to be out the greatest. I'm gonna float all boy. It got a real damn tropic. I'm like, damn, I'm the topic. Uh -huh. I'm an island boy. I put That's my the best song, yeah. Like a wagwan man trying to make it to the top. I'm an island boy. I've been Trying to make it. I ain't seen it with a gang gang swing. You ain't just swing no kind. And through the storm, through the rain. Right. Cause we try home like a line. From the island boy. From the Caribbean. Cause you saw it cool. I'm an island boy. Put my vest on y'all. All right. You want my thoughts on that? I want your thoughts on that. Uh, kid's got a decent voice. If he swallowed a balloon, he'd sound like shrubble. Um, <laughs> but uh, nothing original from that, but he can hold a tune. Uh, I guess we need the remix now and put some beats down and a little piano underneath it. See what we can make of it. Which is coming, I believe. I I, I, I almost fear it. Uh, but here's here's how I, 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 I vet the music that I like. Do I want to hear that again? No. Unfortunately, you have no choice. You will be hearing that again. And not even just when I play it. I just, you have to know you're going to hear it again. Now I would like you to give me your description of how you think uh, these two artists look like. Okay. Uh, I, you've tipped me off because you've set, you're asking me that because typically I think he said he's from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So I would think probably a black guy, mm -hmm. a young man, 14. But now you're thinking, um, you got me thinking a 48 year old balding white man from Tennessee. Uh, you were closer with the first one. Check out these fellers. Okay. So also, this is where you're judging music with your eyes as opposed to your ears. All right. I assume some teenage girls find this hot for some reason, although they look like they are cannibals and they eat people. <laughs> the, these are two feral children. Uh, the artists you, you heard, this is uh, Fly Soldier, mm -hmm. Fly Soldier and Kodiak Red. Uh, they're, they went viral like... Maybe like a year ago, uh, Lil Duval found him, who's a rapper I had never heard of, but and they got they started to pick up traction on Instagram from that song. 
Uh, no. Oh, okay. From uh, some other shit song. I ha- I hope you I hope you know I don't think think this is good. Oh, okay. It has been in my head for five days. Uh, I cannot get rid of it. But these guys, this is going to be the hottest Halloween costume of the year uh, for very ambitious people. The the chest tats, the face tats, and of course the hair that looks like uh, Angelica's doll, Cynthia. Uh-huh. Uh, give me, Nick, give me the numbers here. I, I'm talking to Justin America. How many people have heard this? How many times has this been watched, do you say? It, it's hard because you'd have to aggregate because it's been on so many different accounts. But, I mean, 100 million, I would say, minimum. Mm. Both these guys have 250,000 followers apiece on Instagram. Uh, and this is just not the last we're going to hear from these two. It's it's crazy. So I smell Hollywood calling. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so fucked up. Uh, so they they are of Cuban descent, uh, but Florida born. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, their dad died when they were five. Shocking. Yep. And uh, their mom wasn't really around. They spent... <laughs> Shocking. Uh, they spent their early teens and tweens in juvenile detention. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Uh, and uh, now they got out. And it's funny. I, I listened to an interview with them, and they said they never really wanted to be rappers. They're, they're, goal- they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're still not. Their goal growing up was just to be lit. Mm-hmm. And they have achieved their dreams. And Nick, how old are they? Uh, I don't know that yet, actually. I, th- I would guess 19. Okay. They won't see their 21st birthdays. <laughs> I- <laughs> that, that's a safe bet. Unless they continue, like... They can go like the uh, Takashi route where they get protected because they're they're rats and shit, um, and then they only hang around with white people, so they're actually not that much in danger. But uh, yeah, they're just a, a fascinating duo, and I'm just really excited to hear more from Fly Soldier and Kodiak Red. I personally, this is actually for some reason they're fraternal twins, mm-hmm. but for some reason this song is Fly Soldier, the blonde one, mm-hmm. featuring Kodiak Red, and he, I mean... He must have wrote the lyrics. You know, he owns the song. They called it a freestyle, so mm-hmm. they were just going, but I, I actually think Kodiak Red is just eons more talented, you know, yeah. if, you, if you have to pick one. As, as far as brothers and bands go, move over Van Halen. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. This is why the world's going to hell in a handbasket. That's what I was looking for. <clears throat> Get off Old our grandpa. lawn. <laughs> but uh, uh, you're, you're just echoing everybody's sentiments. We're, we're fucked. They're, oh, I was going to say, they're, they're mocking them as well? No, I think teenage girls probably think that's awesome. Although I like the band Poison, so I try and have context to this. Like, the bands and stuff that I listened to when I was like in my teenage years is just, I can now reflect on it and go, what were you thinking? That was such garbage. And the look is just as outlandish, yeah. like tight pants, long hair, super Ch- skinny. Guys trying to be chicks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So it is very interesting how everything's cyclical, but then you get a little separated and that just really sticks out to me. But man, I'm an island boy. Just trying no to one's, no savvy person has put a beat to that. I, I think they're I think they're working on they, a couple people have and they've posted it, but I think they're uh, going to be recording one and we'll hear one uh, 
soon enough. Oh, good, good, good. All right. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that in, Nikki. All right, is this back over to me? What was the sadder story? The person <laughs> being killed on set or these two being successful? All of it. <laughs> All of it. Because I don't think there's anything good in the future for those guys. Uh, okay, I do a Patty's picks. And you're so right because uh, on their Instagram, I guess people found like picture or like video of them beating their girlfriend on the Instagram. But then the girlfriend actually fucking reversed it. She beat the shit out of him because they're very Which, And it makes it right. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make it right, but it... it I'm being... <laughs> facetious. <laughs> facetious. All right, uh, Patty's picks. Um, are you familiar with the new documentary, What Happened? Brittany Murphy. Well, it's actually tra- uh, Tragic Fall, What Happened to Brittany Murphy. Have you... I, I haven't heard of it, but man, I was like, they stole basically your naming structure of segments. Wow. What happened? happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to play the trailer in a second, but uh, it's a two-part HBO documentary series called What Happened? Brittany Murphy? Question mark Reveals how talented, sweet, and likable the young star was. And then she fell to the prey of uh, pressures of Hollywood stardom and was manipulated by a nefarious Fengali who turned her life and death into something lurid and a true crime story. All right. Let's play the trailer. It's really good. Has died. Media paparazzi surrounded the home that she shared with her husband Simon Monjack. Simon took her away. He made sure no one could get to her. Hi, my name is Brittany Murphy, and I go to Herbert Hoover Middle School. <laughs> Brittany was so wonderful. There was nobody else like her. There was kind of a sweet, childish, lost quality that she had that just breaks your heart. She was successful immediately. You cannot be a teen girl and not love Britney in 8 Mile. Clueless. These are movies that will stand the test of time. Agreed. Britney Murphy was super cute, but in Hollywood, you have to be Gwyneth Paltrow. She was not a typical pretty girl. And so many young women in Hollywood are pressured enormously. She had lost an inordinate amount of weight, and she was dressing totally differently. She said, that's what I've been told, if I wanted to be considered as a leading lady. During a little dip she was having, he came along. And I think that's where her judgment was muddled, and she became prey. Simon said that he was the largest collector of Vermeer, Ugh. dated Elle McPherson, and Madonna. He said that he had been dying from terminal brain cancer and that he had bought an experimental treatment derived from the fins of sharks. Every single word out of his mouth was a lie. We He's all finished. were scared and freaked out. Like, who was this guy? Once they got married, they were holed up in that house 24-7. Nobody got close to her. Last one, guys. You start to think, well, okay, who gained from her dying? There were more unanswered questions after the autopsy came out than there were answered questions. People start thinking, there's more behind this. There's something else. Simon had all these secrets. He actually said people in the government were watching them. Brittany's dad was sure someone had done it. You visibly see mold. Is the house hers? Something made her sick. A healthy 32-year-old doesn't just die. Um, I'm not sure how much I want to give away because I highly recommend this documentary. It's uh, uh, I'm super intrigued. Give me give away as much as you can. I oh, mean, okay, so uh, let's uh, spoiler alert. 
Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. Okay, so Brittany Murphy, I was well aware of her because uh, I guess we would have been the same age. Um, but uh, I remember her from Clueless, and I remember her just being kind of the foil in that film as kind of the goofy, nerdy girl, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I remember the jarring transformation of her then becoming the A-list pretty girl movie star and that crazy weight loss. And then the, from being a kind of a little chubby brunette to a thin rail blonde. It was probably after Clueless, then she did Buffy. Right. And that's like, I think what made her like the A-list star. The A-list star. And then it was, you know, she had obviously Eight Mile mm -hmm. and then um, Uptown Girl, uh, just married with Ashton Kutcher. And after that, it, like we think about careers, like we've been doing this for almost five years. It feels like a finger snap kind of thing but just as you think with time with people you think Brittany Murphy would be like oh I'm happy now I've been a movie star for literally nine years but she had like a huge drop in the late 90s she was doing like B movies like hor horrible stupid B D list movies wasn't being paid that well for it but anyway all right so this is this is what I find interesting about this documentary. That, but did she have like a, a backup? No. No. Was, she meant this guy so she breaks up with Ashton Kutcher they dated then she's single and this is really sad. I don't know if this is corroborated, uh, but who cares? She, a few people in the doc say it. She was on drugs, and that helped maintain that weight, too. She was on Vicodin. She, I mean, she, I get, what is the, uh, what was the deemed cause of death? Because I, I uh, in my head, okay. Oh, I'm, so this is ridiculous. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, but I would have assumed she was on drugs as well. Oh, my. She was, but they don't, when I saw the toxicology report, she had Vicodin in her system, but they're not acknowledging that as a cause of death. But a lot of people don't know this. You take some Vicodin, you drink a little wine before you go to bed. It's a, a thing where your the alcohol kind of slows your respiration. respiration down and the Vicodin helps out with that. And you just take a, a nap and you go to sleep. Um, in Careful, hit, Pat. It, oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing the Viking anymore. <laughs> and um, Simon, who's the horrible person, I'm going to get to him in a second. He also died in the house of pneumonia. But when you saw the toxicology report, it was alcohol, Vicodin, codone. It's like, hey, guys, hi, over here. That also can kill you. I mean, they actually interview the person that did the autopsy, and she doesn't acknowledge those are things that can kill you in your body. And, like, what is the, like... I guess they're maybe not trying to sully the person's name, but it can only like illuminate the dangers of what they're doing to people to correctly announce why they're dying. Uh, it's actually, I've heard uh, both of them, they changed it and uh, their cause of death was COVID. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> death toll. Add two more. A hundred percent. All right. So the, the most interesting part of this doc is this guy, Simon, which they, you already saw them shitting on him in the trailer. I mean, like just from the trailer, fair or not that man killed her in in a way <laughs> oh but here's the crazy part so they all lived in a house off rising Glen, which is if you live in hollywood it's just right up the hill off sunset right where all those the sunset strip like the whiskey a go-go and all those restaurants so it's a beautiful place to live and they just he was her manager he fired all her team around her but he was smart enough because uh, britney's dad took off when she was a kid and her, raised by her mom and so the documentary the first part covers her kind of uh doing little theater and it just basically shows her rise to fame right all the while her mother was her basically her side by side her best friend so when she takes up with the simon character Simon somehow gets everyone out of her life, all of her friends, but then isolates just her and her mom, and they both love him to death. In fact, there's actually, at some point, a group of friends that attempt to do a, uh, where do you intercede in a, uh, intervention. intervention. 
the mom and Brittany aren't having it. They they basically show like this guy's been re- arrested five times. He's got all these uh, felonies. He's a con man by nature, and and they would not listen. So when after Brittany dies, we learn in an interview with Larry King that Simon and the mother sleep in the same bed to comfort one another. And you get the impression that basically the mom is now Simon's girlfriend, right? Which is just absolutely insane. And I think it's just a month or maybe a few months later, Simon dies of the same thing. But he was absolutely a con man. He never made a single dime. All he would do is find women. He'd lie. And then, you know, there's a fucking million of these assholes uh, all out here in Los Angeles that are preying on everybody and actors and actresses, anybody with money. Uh, I highly recommend this. I know I, I gave away a lot, but you can still, there's a lot more to, um, a lot more to get out of the doc. Oh, you're looking up all the movies uh, she did. Yeah. I was just kind of, she was in Buffy, right? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The the first movie before... Be- uh, that was uh, Cr- uh, Kristen something. I forget. I mean, I'm looking at our IMDb thing, and you can see clearly from 2006 on to her death, there's not a single movie, and there's like nine of them that you'd know who she was. I'm uh-huh. I'm fucking embarrassed. That was, uh, Sarah Michelle Gell. I swear, I oh. thought she was in this fucking movie oh. Buffy. No, no. Actually, go, go down before yeah. to th- so you can see kind of the fall. Oh, uh, not don't go back that far. Go but it, to- but it is interesting. You can just see like she's in like some of the most successful shows of all time. She did walk-ons on TV shows. She was on Fraser, Blo- Blossom, Party of Five, Fraser. Sister Sister, Clu- uh, yeah. and then the movie Clueless in 1995. Boy uh, Meets World. World. So then Double Jeopardy, that was a pretty big one. Nash Bridges. Again. Oh, that's a TV show. Uh, then Clueless. Yeah. Drive was big. But man, she I did usually it seemed like people did like one movie a year. They were using they were wringing her dry. <laughs> Bong water, Phoenix, Falling Sky, Zach and Reba. And then she was in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Girl Interrupted was a big one. Big one. Oh, one of the fun parts is they have all the unused footage, like before a scene happens or after a scene in the movies. And you see what a pro she was. But then when she was super high, she still got the like a, a fighter who's still punching when he's knocked down. She's able, high as she is, and as much stress, she's still able with the uh, the remembered muscles of being an actress. She's like, uh, all right, keep the camera going, wind it up. And you see her slurring her words. And she goes into a scene, and she's able to just cry cry at the snap of a finger. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Tragic. I obviously with all the streaming services now, even though her career was in the gutter in the late 2000s, she'd have a six part TV show on Amazon now or something. There's this cyclical thing. It's basically 20, 25 years where like, if you were hot, then we'll put you back in something to, and then we'll pair you with like a young star Mm -hmm. to try to get both generations. And I will say eight mile, that sex scene when he's at the factory and they like skirt off to like a hallway and they bang i i may have enjoyed that seat a couple times as a young man yeah yeah yeah. that was that was uncouth shouldn't have said it but man it's true it's true sexy scene cool well go out and watch it it's streaming on uh, hbo max or you can buy it or rent it on amazon prime do you think that the the simon guy intentionally killed her uh i think yeah yes by not bringing her to the hospital when they found her she was anemic like she hadn't been eating you know, Vicodin is a great drug because it keeps you happy and you don't want to eat. So you look great, even though you're like, oh my God, I'm a drugged out mess. You're like, but you look in the mirror and you're like, hey, I've lost 20 pounds <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> um, but yes. Don't go back, Pat. But I'd also say her mother then killed her too because she was living in the same house. She was with her. It's not like she was alone. All three of these idiots were fucking doing drugs and drinking. Oh, you look at some interviews of her mother after the death. She is 
on a, on, I want to take what she's taking because she was fucking cloud nine. What uh, was her like? Where'd she come from? I'm. They seem like trailer trash. Uh, it was like I, I think Pennsylvania, and she started out doing theater. Oh, there's a bunch of fun footage of her as a little kid, charming as hell, always putting it on. You could tell she was the annoying person. Always felt like she had to put on a show for the adults. You know. Sometimes actors, actors and actresses, they're like these empty vessels, and they have no personality, and they're just good at being put. But then sometimes, like you could just tell she's like. Just fun and funny and like bubbly and shit. It's, yeah. it, it, this is tragic. It Very is, tragic. What an uplifting episode we have today. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Nick? We got one more thing? Yeah, one more thing. Let's play some factor cap. This will lighten the mood. All right, do I get to judge if it's factor cap? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, so, so these are just some like hacks, life hacks, TikTok trends, and uh, we're going to see how gullible you are and everybody's just going to find out if they are in fact fact or cap. Okay. Can I, there also be, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, that oh. is not an option. Cause I have a strong assumption. Uh, you won't care about any of them to oh, be honest. Okay. Uh, we'll do this first one, even though it's the least interesting, but since we're in order, let us know if this is fact or cap. I'll, I'll when I pause it, then you can answer. Okay. Ink reacts to heat. So rubbing the eraser creates friction and causes the ink to disappear. But check this out. You can also use fire as the ink is heated. I, I cut it off. Disappearing ink. Okay. Not just regular ink. Your message starts to disappear. But wait, there's more. Put your paper in the freezer for a few minutes and your message will reappear. Welcome to Fact Cap. So those guys are going to tell me if that's true or untrue. These are the TikTok Mythbusters. Okay. Well, I don't understand chemistry that well, but I'm going to go ahead and say, well, she had three examples. So do they go through each one that she- No, she, she only had one. She only had one. She, the first thing is, it's like, oh, you rub it off and like, that's known to do. But can you then also do it with a flame, freeze it and make it come back? I'm going to say cap. You're going to say cap. Well yeah. done. Great usage. It sounded like you knew what it meant. Let's see. Where we test TikTok videos to see if they're real or bullshit. Wow. I went to truth. Well, that worked. She's so holding a flame up to something. The freezer and see what happens. It so was pretty important. In the freezer, it's pretty much fully repeat. The magic of the pen and the fire and the freezer, it all works. Truly. Fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. I really wish we had all three of us for this. I feel like there'd be more, but. We, we need a war. To come back. <laughs> we need to realign what we're doing with our lives. We really do. You know, more important uh, things. We've talked about it like so much. Just like, just Wally. It's actually happening. I don't know how to combat it because we're part of the problem. We talk into mics for a living. I don't have to fucking lift a rock or something. I guess you do nine to five, like on occasion, like right. with your business. It's it's a thing running. Blue collar but, stuff. Well, no, no, but Nick, I, we have more important things to do with our time <laughs> than this. Do we though? The only other important thing is like watch the new thing on Netflix. Go for a walk. <laughs> That's yes. I, I have bet I have been doing that. I, I just go for a little walk without my phone. Okay. All right. What's the next one? I'm the next one. Here's a here's a quick way to make apple juice. Maybe. They take an apple, put it in the freezer, let it thaw. And now it's it's squishy and they hold it over a glass and the apple juice just squeezes out of the apple. Cap. Cap? Welcome to Factor Cap. 
You think it's Cap? A hundred percent. You are. You you said you're not very gullible. I feel like you're just you don't trust anyone. I'm very cynical human being. Let's see what happens. TikTok trends to see if they're real or bullshit. The apple's been freezing overnight. We're gonna take them out. I have a glass of apple juice, by the way. I will poop my pants in thirty minutes. Uh, apple juice does not work well with my tummy. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh I can't I can't drink apple juice. Sorry. I know. I didn't know. I so, I mean, something's I, going on with an apple. I usually don't have problems. Uh, Getting rid of my bowels as I always have to use your bathroom under here. But if I ever do, maybe I'll try an apple. Apple a day keeps the constipation away. Ugh. Hard as a rock, we're going to let them defrost. Being about 30 minutes, still defrosting. All right, so the apple's defrosted, as you can oh, see. It's, it's, easy it's to like a plum. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's definitely not apple juice looking. Hey, give it a taste. What do we think? Pretty Please say it tastes five. like a I banana. a full glass of apple juice from it. So that's that's it's like Snopes. This is half half fact. Uh, it it will squeeze it out. It does take like taste like apple juice, but you're not gonna you're gonna need about twelve apples. But this one actually I feel like is a fucking stupid one because how else do you get apple juice besides the juices of an apple? Mm-hmm. But evidently this you can just squeeze it with your hand, which is the interesting part. How many the, people watch this, and how did you discover this? These guys. Uh, uh, Someone I know is on TikTok a lot, uh-huh. so I, I would oversee their TikToks. How much TikTok do you think you watch a day? I don't watch any TikTok. You don't? Yeah, okay. I'm just like, because TikToks will get reposted to the other platforms, and then like, if I see it reposted on another platform from TikTok, then I know it's like something that's like popping, and I'll just kind of investigate. I'm I'm someone I describe my kind of I want to be aware but not engage. And I told that to someone. They're like, "That's the teachings of the Buddha," and I'm like, "I'm a fucking enlightened as shit." It's a, there's a t- other term for it. It's a, you're, you're a creeper. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Everybody should be creepers. Be detached. Uh, this one is one of the more fun ones, and we've got uh, four more. They'll go fast. <laughs> okay, there's a man pouring monster onto a potato. He plugs an iPhone charger in, and his phone is Welcome charging. Okay, will we test TikTok? Okay, so I know a little bit about acid. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any acid per se. And if, if you add some lemon juice in there and, and uh, an electrical cord in some lemon juice, you, uh, you might have me thinking this is a possibility. I don't believe there's any acid, at, although I, God knows. I used, I used to hear that a monster energy drink was balls, uh, cow balls or something. <laughs> But uh, that's the worst tasting energy drink. Monster is just atrociously gross. Uh, I, I think this is cap, Nick. You're so untrusting. Let's see. Well, let me tell you why. Because if this actually fucking worked, you'd have a bunch of assholes with potatoes and monster energy drink in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most cars have char- chargers and shit. Yeah. Let's see. I f- this you're excited though. You want to well, know? I, I, I'm, this is a good one. This, is a good one. <laughs> this was my favorite. The, the other two, I would, yeah. TikTok videos to see if they're real or bullshit. Uh, we have God's gift, blue monster, and God's yeah. gift. So these guys. Oh, you asked how many people are viewing it? They have 25 million TikTok followers. They're literally one of the biggest TikTokers in the world. This is absolutely <laughs> these. I, my favorite band was Poison when I was 13. So what do I know though? Uh, but these guys are kind of doing a service because there's a bunch of fucking people lying out there and like going viral and stuff, and they're myth busting. But man, they could like. They have access to anything they want because they have 25 million Instagram. What are they? What are they pulling down a year? It's it's becoming 
it's not easy to monetize TikTok just off your TikToks. So I would have to know what they're doing like otherwise, but they seem like smart, savvy guys that are probably pulling strings to get themselves Well, I assume paid. they create a YouTube channel with all this nonsense on it and then they get that ad money. Uh, I will... Uh, you know we'll what? investigate after. Yeah, no, but I, I, I want to bring that in and try to find out what these t- these gentlemen are making. Oh, we can type in net worth online. It's pretty accurate. Maybe maybe they'd even... You think that's accurate? No, well, Adam Carolla says he's 20 million. He's worth 20 million. That's one for one. I've, I've looked up people where like... I don't know. I don't think it's that accurate. Mm. I wish there was a way to verify that. That would also be a fun game. And just guessing people's celebrity net worth is game. But let's find out if pouring Monster on a potato, plugging in an iPhone charger with your iPhone plugged in will charge your iPhone. Is that factor cap? Get it nice and soft. Oh, yeah, and it goes. Moment of truth. Ready? Bullshit. <laughs> Guys, you saw... That's cap. That's cap. Now, one of the bullshit, tricks of this okay. is... It was an easier way for the guy who was trying to fool you would have been to shown the part that sticks into the potato of the of the power plug into the iPhone. It was a little magic there where he had it off to the side so you could see that it was obviously being connected by a separate power supply. You're I didn't even I didn't even put that together. Mm-hmm. I would I would hate to go to a magic show with you. Oh, I'm no fun. <laughs> uh, I hope the magic castle opens back up. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, if this is on the free feed, yeah, go over and pay us for talking like this. And also, I have a new segment on uh, PMZ at the ten dollar tier where I'm going to launch a new segment uh, this week called Exposed. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Also, and I, I was I was kind of doing what these guys are doing. Yeah. We're, we're going to fucking take them down. Those will be great TikToks. But also, I, I have a confession to make for our audience. What's that? Uh, and a public apology to my friend Pat. I lost an SD card. Oh, this is big of you, Nikki. That had two of... Well, actually three, but one we redid, and I thought we did a, a fine job. It might have been better than the first one, our Below Deck episode. But we also did an APS and a PMZ I fucking love those episodes. I left I, and I was listening to it on the way to dump footage. I was taking down all these notes for editor Brian for stuff to add. I was so jazzed, especially that fucking rock segment. We listened to his verse, a Tech Nine song, and I lost the SD card. Uh, I called my Uber driver so many times that Uber paused my account and called me and asked if I was harassing my Uber driver. For five days, I couldn't use Uber Eats, Postmates, or Uber. Oh, wow. Sorry. Nick. <laughs> no. In a, in a way, it's poetic. <laughs> There's a little retribution. Where do you think that SD card went? I think it's in that person's car. Yeah. You and didn't I, bother to even respond back? It, it was a she, and that's why I think she was like uncomfortable with me calling so many times. But like, just call me back. And it was like, just either way, if you could take a look, find it or not. Never even called you back? Uh-uh. Oh, give her one star, dude. Uh, it, it, yeah. More, I want to. I want to like. I don't know. I want her to be deactivated from Uber. She made my life hell, and I just have a feeling it like fell down into like the the seatbelt little section or whatever. And uh, God, that was fucking bullshit. But I lost two episodes. And why? Why did I bring that up? I, I had a reason been on your chest. But I had also had a reason. Oh, what I was gonna say. Those two lost episodes. Uh, we're still, we're working on the camera audio and we're going to release it. 
on the $10 tier. Oh, wow. So we have it on the cameras. Yeah, yeah. You have it on the cameras, but it just, it sounds so shitty. Okay. Uh, but it, like, it'll still be an enjoyable listen if you just understand what you're listening to. We could never put them out for free because right. people would be like, wow, these guys are fucking amateurs. But I still think it'll be an enjoyable watch and I just can't let them go. So people will see those episodes. Oh, and good. if you're wondering where we've been on our Patreon for a week, please don't leave. There's more coming. Patty Melt was pretty upset. She reached out to ask if we were okay. Yeah, she messaged. She's like, was I kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you, you, ha- you weren't kicked out. Uh, all right, we'll do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Uh, which one do the I? The potato like? one's fun too. This one, this this one's interesting. I, this when is I, when this I, is going to be a recurring uh, segment. By oh, the by the way, okay. They have thousands. Well, when I think about how dumb this is, I'm like, well, they got 25 million followers. We're just talking about what they're doing. How could that hurt our brand? We've always been really a companion show. Not, a, we're just another Factor Cat podcast. Oh, all right. So this involves real food. So Dylan would have a heyday with this. Well, right. I would love, yeah, some of these we might have to redo with Dylan, yep. but this one is, let's see. The life hack that you randomly Okay. Someone is rubbing their fingers on garlic. Okay. And now they are picking up a egg yolk out of a egg yolk out of a bowl, and they picked it up without breaking it. Yo, I want to try that. That looks freaking sick. So someone's also trying it. He grabs eggs. Garlic. He grabs some garlic. He rubs it. Rubs it on it. These are not the Factor Cap guys. This is another TikToker. And it worked for him. Who's that? Uh, P. Uh... They're about to introduce her, but is this fact or cap? Can you pick up an egg yolk without breaking it if you rub garlic cap and on that's your just finger? the cynic in me? I love that you went cap. Five for five. Yeah, you said cap. <laughs> I don't believe anybody. Every single time. Here we go. We test TikTok videos to see if they're real or bullshit. And today's special guest host, Tinks. That, that's Tinks, Pat. Oh, they're trying to. I see how these guys work. With all this works, they try and bring her up. Right. And then they're going to take a little piece of her money. Right. And she's probably like popular in her own right. And like the the TikTok algorithm. You you are served better if you have a pretty female face on there. Can you imagine explaining this to your grandfather? What's happening with our society with this? I've never met either of my grandfathers. Well, hypothetically, if you did have. I can't imagine any conversation (laughs) with them. All right. Me. Just kidding. One of my grandfathers I met. Hey, Grandpa. Uh, he Want to see something cool? Well, what is it? Okay. Well, these guys, right? Uh, some people, they uh, rub their fingers on uh, garlic, and then they try, uh, try and pick up an egg yolk. Uh, why do I want to say that? Well, no, no, that's not the fun. The fun part is there's another group of people that t- uh, they get a hot girl to come in, and then they uh, rub their fingers on garlic to see if they can uh, to prove if the egg comes up. What? I feel like you explained it poorly to your grandpa. And if you actually gave him the beats succinctly, he'd be like, oh, that's pretty crazy. Well, you wouldn't understand the technology part. That's why I had to leave that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I, I think he might fight. He's like, he'd be like, no, that's Cap. He'd say, go get me a beer. All right. Let's find out if you can rub your fingers on garlic and then pick up an egg yolk without breaking it. If it is, if it is in fact fact, then Matt, Chef Spaz, should fucking always have garlic on his hands. Mm. All right, we got the garlic massaging it now. <laughs> smiley face killer. Also, she has smiley faces on her fingers. Oh, it's a little knot. Why is he following me or that? Yep, we got reaching for the egg. 
Well, I don't think the fingernails help. Oh, what? Hold on. Yeah. Yes. Now, all right. For, can we have someone that doesn't have uh, a six-inch fingernails of plate fingernails on there? I uh, she she actually. As you can see, this works. It probably helps if you don't have five-inch nails. All right. She she addressed it, but it seemed like it worked otherwise. She did no. kind of do a scooping uh, motion. She did a scooping motion. This is bullshit. I might have to test this myself. Next next week at APS, can we do it? Can yes. we have garlic? Don't tell Dylan anything about this and we'll test to see if it works. That 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 is you know, there's things that are unsatisfying that you put your time into. Just that particular moment right there. She scooped it up with her hand. You gotta do it the way they do it in the life hack. This is some bullshit right here. We've learned nothing. We've yes, learned nothing. That's what I'm saying. But man, what what a great segment that's now been introduced. It's a good job. A good job, Nikki. I was I was interested. And if I, I, if, if Dilly was here to crack wise, I think it would have pro propelled it along too. But I thought I thought we did great. And as always, like I bring in something and I'm like, oh, this is a really good idea. And as we get closer and closer to showtime, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> They're not going to be interested at all. I'm like imagining in my head, but I could see as we were doing this segment, you getting like, is that I, factor cap? I, I, <laughs> I, so I, I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. Can't wait for some PMZ. That was a great APS. Dylan, we miss you. Bye buddy. Quit, quit missing shows. Uh, Pat say goodbye. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was oh, you're going to say bye to Dylan. I was missing. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh, I want me to say goodbye now. Yeah. And go leave us a rating review. Subscribe on our YouTube we have so much stuff going on. If you if if you like anything we do, some would argue too much. There's more of it. I wouldn't argue that. <laughs> All right, Pat, got, say goodbye. Bye, bye. Oh wait, actually, Pat, start start signing off with uh, another great week in podcasting on a free episode. All right, uh, another great week in podcasting. See you next week. We're gonna have those t-shirts soon.